Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers fast delivery, more visibility, simple returns, and weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. population on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. With FedEx, you get picture proof of delivery, ensuring you always know where your package is. Returns are simple with packageless and paperless returns. Plus, FedEx Ground is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx. Tonight, gun violence in America skyrockets. Shootings from coast to coast. The deadly Memorial Day weekend. The frantic scene after a shooting at a California fire station tonight. The possible connection to a roaring house fire. In New York City, an explosion of gun violence. And in Houston, an off-duty officer is shot. Plus, the new video of the mass shooting in Miami and the manhunt tonight. Maskless summer. Packed beaches and the Vegas Strip. Airports see their busiest weekend since the beginning of the pandemic. Why some experts are concerned that as the temperatures rise, so does the COVID risk for the unvaccinated. Plus, Moderna applies for full approval. World's largest meat producer hacked. What does it mean for your grocery bill and who the White House blames for the cyber attack? The Tulsa race massacre, 100 years after a white mob murders hundreds of black Americans, Joe Biden becomes the first president to pay tribute in person. This was not a riot. This was a massacre. The search for Xavier. The FBI joins hundreds of volunteers in Iowa to look for an 11-year-old boy missing for days. Western heat waves, scorching temperatures and record highs. The dangerous weather tonight. Bear fight. Look at this. A brave teenager pushes a bear off a wall to save her dogs. And taps across America. Thousands answer our Memorial Day call to duty. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you for joining us. We're going to begin tonight with breaking news just north of Los Angeles, where a gunman unleashed a hail of bullets at a fire station today, killing one firefighter and wounding another. Then in a dramatic twist, police say the shooter, an L.A. County Fire Department employee, torched his own luxury home nearby in what may have been an attempt to have his former co-workers 
doused the flames. It is just the latest in a string of shootings that began over the holiday weekend, leaving multiple people dead and police frantically searching for their killers. There's new video out of Miami tonight that shows dozens of people outside of a concert there scrambling early Sunday as three masked gunmen sprayed 100 bullets into the crowd. Two people died, 21 others were injured. And in New York City overnight, at least a dozen people were wounded and one person died in a series of shootings that took place over just six hours. Well, tonight, with America emerging from more than a year of pandemic lockdown, police say they're worried the country is now facing an epidemic of gun violence. CBS's Jamie Yukas is north of L.A. and is going to lead off our coverage. Good evening, Jamie. Good evening, Nori. You can see it is still a very active scene behind me at that fire station. And we're just learning that a 44-year-old firefighter died of multiple gunshot wounds. This 54-year-old captain is just out of surgery in critical but stable condition. It turns out an off-duty firefighter came to the firehouse after the shooting, then returned home and apparently died of a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Chaos in the canyons north of Los Angeles. The L.A. County Fire Department, confirming one of their own, had been shot dead inside Fire Station 81 in the community of Agua Dulce by a disgruntled worker. Another firefighter rushed to the hospital. A short time later, roughly 10 miles east, his body was later found on the property of the burned-out home. It was a violent Memorial Day weekend in cities across the country. Tonight, new surveillance video shows mayhem as a hail of bullets is fired at a crowd outside a Miami nightclub early Sunday. Two were killed and more than 20 others wounded. Minutes before the shooting, the white Nissan Pathfinder, believed to be the shooter's vehicle, drives slowly behind the crowd as if looking for their target. You can see the driver parks and pulls into an alley. Another camera angle shows three gunmen wearing ski masks and hoodies jumping out with assault-style rifles and handguns and opening fire on the crowd. A manhunt is underway for the shooters. These are acts of domestic terrorism. The long holiday weekend is notorious for higher rates of crime and shootings, this year particularly difficult. I think the pandemic does play a significant role. We've seen the uh, high unemployment, the uh, financial stress that it causes. Obviously, this leads to the decrease in uh, mental health, and I think that's a nationwide problem. In New York City, each of the five boroughs saw gun violence on Memorial Day. So far this year, there have been 573 shooting incidents citywide, a 77% increase from this time last year. Police in Houston are grappling with at least 10 murders since Thursday. A steady wave of violence has been on the rise since last year. More than 8,100 people in the U.S. have died from gun violence this year. I think it's going to get much worse over the summer uh, because, again, we're, we've already seen a much higher than normal numbers for the beginning of 2021. And that's comparing it to an already bad 2020. That's all major U.S. cities are reporting increases in violent crime. From Las Vegas to New York, in some cases, it's double or triple what it was in 2020. Many experts blaming the pandemic, saying it's due to financial stress and mental health issues. Nora. Jamie Ukis, thank you. President Biden called for healing tonight in Tulsa, Oklahoma, at the site of one of the most despicable racist attacks in U.S. history. The president told the crowd that Americans need to know what happened so it can't be erased, saying great nations, quote, come to terms with their dark sides. CBS's Omar Villafranca is in Tulsa. 
100 years later, President Biden became the first commander-in-chief to visit Tulsa to honor the victims of the 1921 race massacre. For much too long, the history of what took place here was told in silence, cloaked in darkness. But just because history is silent, it doesn't mean that it did not take place. Only with truth can come healing and justice and repair. The president met privately with the three known remaining survivors, all centenarians, including 107-year-old Viola Fletcher, who still remembers the terror of the massacre. People running and screaming, and you could hear guns shooting, and <clears throat> hear airplanes flying over. 100 years ago, a white mob killed an estimated 300 black Tulsa residents and burned down more than 30 blocks of black-owned homes and businesses in the Greenwood District. Hell was unleashed. Literal hell was unleashed. In the aftermath, no one was ever criminally charged, and insurance was never paid out to black residents for the damage. We do ourselves no favors by pretending none of this ever happened, or it doesn't impact us today because it does still impact us today. While in Tulsa, the president proposed new funding to increase home ownership among African Americans and to help minority small businesses and entrepreneurs. Reverend Robert Turner's Vernon AME Church was burned in the massacre. 100 years later, Turner says the president's plan should just be a start. I don't believe that America is broken. I believe we're just not finished. And it's up to us to finish the work and to finish the task of bringing justice. Residents wanted to hear about reparations for descendants of the massacre, something the president did not talk about. And Nora, just a few miles away, the city is starting to dig up what could be a mass grave of victims of the massacre. Omar Villafranca, thank you. And there's some new progress to report tonight in the fight against the coronavirus. Tonight, Moderna is now applying for full FDA approval of its COVID vaccine. It comes as New York City, once the epicenter of the pandemic today, reported no new COVID deaths for the first time in nearly eight months. We get more now from CBS's Janet Shamlian. Tonight, the unofficial start of summer and post-pandemic life. We didn't realize it would be this crowded. For many, Memorial Day was the first maskless holiday in more than a year. If you are vaccinated, it's largely over. Moderna says its vaccine is 95% effective in preventing severe disease and is filing for full FDA approval. It comes as more than half the population over 18 is fully vaccinated. But as the temperature rises, so does the risk for those who are not. It's starting to get hot. People are spending more time indoors. And the, uh, this year, the problem is there's still a lot of people unvaccinated in many of the southern states. But time may be running out, say experts who study the airborne transmission of viruses. If we don't reach herd immunity soon, I think we're going to still see outbreaks in places where the vaccination rates are low. Despite a dramatic decrease in the daily national average, new cases in Arizona and Missouri are on the rise. But there's encouraging news tonight for pregnant and breastfeeding women. Two new studies show the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines appear to be completely safe. Researchers also found COVID antibodies in infant cord blood and the breast milk of vaccinated mothers. And as people are lured by vacations more than vaccines, health officials see opportunity, like this pop-up bus in Chicago along the Lake Michigan shore on what was the busiest travel weekend since the pandemic start. And I'm like, why wait when I can just get it now at the beach instead of at the hospital? 
Tonight, businesses like Jackson Street Barbecue here in Houston are optimistic. After losing more than a quarter million dollars in 2020, they're expecting a line out the door tonight with a Major League Baseball game right across the street. Nora? It's going to be busy. Janet Chamlian, thank you. Well, tonight we're learning the details of a major cyber attack that could impact your grocery bill. The target was the world's largest meat processing company, JBS. And to understand just how big of a deal this is, the company's five biggest plants here in the U.S. handle more than 22,000 cattle a day. Here's CBS's Jeff Begay's. Tonight, a possible threat to the U.S. food supply as a ransomware attack hits operations the world's largest meat supplier. Brazil-based GBS was forced to cease cattle slaughtering operations today at 13 of its meat processing plants in the United States. The company is the top beef producer in the U.S. and the number two producer of pork and poultry. You think the average American is going to see prices rise? I think a lot of that uh, depends upon how long this lasts. If indeed JBS is unable to slaughter cattle or hogs, you know, over a sustained period and really even a matter of days, then yes. JBS told the White House that a criminal group likely based in Russia was responsible. The FBI is now leading the investigation and administration officials are asking the Russian government for an explanation. This latest incident follows last month's ransomware attack on Colonial Pipeline that led to gas shortages in multiple states. Russian hacking group The Dark Side claimed responsibility and walked away with nearly $5 million from Colonial. Experts say hackers see a new opportunity. The hackers recognize that they have the ability to impact individuals through very straightforward, simple attacks that can impact critical infrastructure, that impact food supply, and ultimately come down to the lives of everyday citizens. Tonight, JBS says that it took immediate action when it became aware of the ransomware attack and that it is trying to restore its systems as soon as possible. It is unclear how much money the hackers were demanding, Nora, or if the company paid any ransom. All right, Jeff Begays, thank you. Well, tonight, an update. The FBI has joined the search for an 11-year-old Iowa boy who disappeared last Thursday in the same area where a college student was murdered while jogging nearly three years ago. CBS's Charlie DeMar is there. Investigators were seen today at the home of Xavier Harrelson in the mobile home park where he lived. They had more questions for the family of the 11-year-old boy who went missing five days ago. It's been several days since he's gone missing. Uh, One of those nights was in the 30s. As more time goes by, uh, that's got to be troubling from your point of view. With the report that we have, what he was last seen wearing, a T-shirt and pajama bottoms and tennis shoes, that was a concern of ours. But as the days go on, it... It, it's increasingly more suspicious and uh, and more concerning. Samantha Ricks is a family friend and says she notified police after Xavier's mom told her that her son was missing. I'm not stopping. I won't stop looking for that little boy. Just hoping that good news is brought and that, you know, he's returned to us safe and he's such a happy little boy. More than 500 volunteers and responders gathered over the weekend to scour the area. The search centered around here, where police say the boy was last seen Thursday. Nearly three years ago, this same Iowa community rallied to search for 20-year-old Molly Tibbetts, who was last seen out jogging. Her killer was found guilty of murder just last week. To be right back here, you know, working out of the sheriff's office and in the same communities as we were three, almost three years ago when Molly disappeared, it's, it's frightening. 
Now, foul play has not been ruled out. Investigators say that the family is cooperating, yet we have not heard from them yet. Nora? Charlie DeMar, thank you. Dangerous heat warnings are posted tonight in several western states as temperatures soar. CBS's Lonnie Quinn joins us now with the fun forecast. Good evening, Lonnie. So are these above average temperatures? Man, you're, yeah, you're, you're way above average. These are record-setting temperatures. Take a look at Redding, California. The average for Redding, California is 87 degrees. Today, I'll take a look, 104 degrees for you. Why is it so hot? Well, the jet stream is responsible. Okay, It's making a big heat dome. A big ridge has developed. That fills in with all that warm air from the south, and that air is just going to stay hot for a number of days to come. It expands for your day. Tomorrow, you're looking at 103 in Yakima. You're looking at 90 as far east as Pocatello, and it just continues to expand. For your day on Thursday, 103 in Boise, Idaho. Uh, You're 96 in portions of North Dakota. And and from that point forward, the jet stream is going to start to change. Remember I showed you that big ridge? Well, it's all going to flatten out by the time you get to the weekend, and it flattens out, but it's well to the north, so most of the country taps into that heat. On Saturday, could be some record highs around Minneapolis, like, say, 92 degrees or so, and then by the time you get to next weekend, 90s for the northeast. Last weekend, you had temperatures in the 40s. It'll be about 50 degrees warmer next weekend, from one extreme to the other. Nora? All right. Summer's here. Lonnie Quinn, thank you. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Tonight, investigators are looking into what caused a small plane to make an emergency landing on a Los Angeles freeway. The pilot with the trainee on board radioed the airport, saying they needed to land immediately. Part of the 101 freeway was shut down and became a makeshift runway. Also in Southern California, a teenager had a frightening encounter with a bear in her backyard. Surveillance video shows the bear with cubs in tow on a wall looking into the backyard while the teen's dogs barked at them. While the girl, you see it here, ran over, shoved the bear off the wall. What strength before grabbing one of the little dogs and running back inside to safety. For a second year, some of the most heartfelt Memorial Day tributes contain no words, just 24 notes. Here's CBS's Steve Hartman with a special On the Road. From the rooftops of our biggest cities to the country roads, far from them. Monday at 3 p.m., Americans of all stripes and spots join together for what is now clearly an American tradition, the annual nationwide performance of TAPS. Some players, like 70-year-old Michael Stanton of Dearborn, Michigan, learned trumpet just for this. Many others were returning professionals. And although abilities varied widely, the commitment was all first chair. 
85-year-old Paul Freeberg of Surprise, Arizona, played in a 100-degree heat. Others stood in pouring rain. It was like nothing could stop them from playing these pointed rounds. And as a result, taps across America was hard to escape. Whether you were at the racetrack in Louisville or a plain old parking lot outside Lowe's, you couldn't help but pay tribute. Whether you had your feet in the sand or your head in the clouds, you couldn't help but be reminded of the reason for the holiday. We'll never know exactly how many people took part, but based on the video submissions we received, it was certainly in the thousands, making this again one of the largest musical performances of all time. And now we've created this awareness. Yari Villanueva is with Taps for Veterans and my partner in the mission. What is your hope for the future of this? I hope that this continues. It really is something that unifies us as Americans. I noticed that too, as I watched the videos come in. Nothing else in recent memory has brought together such a diverse group of Americans. And as those 24 notes wove a binding thread through our fractured nation, the sound I heard was hope. Steve Hartman, CBS News, on the road. Thank you to the thousands who sent in those videos. What businesses are doing to get employees back in the office? We'll have that story tomorrow. And if you can't watch us live, set your DVR so you can watch us later. That's tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Download speeds up to one gigabit per second. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply.